come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be talking about why you should develop a life of prayer as a teen according to God's word. And we're back live in PNT Podcast Studio for another great spiritual life-changing lesson. Prayer and prayer life. Let's look at the world's and the biblical meaning of prayer and prayer life. A solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God. An individual's private practice of prayer. We can find in Philippians 4 and 6 the biblical definition that we will start with. And it reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God has created a way for you to find peace in every situation. He's created a language where you can speak to him about your problems, your education, your family, your friends, your health, and your enemies. Prayer allows you to feel the attentive ear of the only one that can provide you with answers to your every question about a given situation, whether good or bad. Let me backtrack for a moment because I lost many of you in the second sentence when I said pray for your enemies. When you can develop a prayer life that includes prayer for your enemies and how you wish God can change or turn their heart toward him, you experience God on an entirely different level. Why is this so important? Why is this significant? Matthew 5, 43-48 tells us why. By praying for your enemies, you are demonstrating to the world full of hate that you're a child of your Father in heaven. We can also find a definition of prayer in Hebrews 4 and 16. And it reads this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, prayer is something that you can use to get you through those situations, to get you through those rough patches, to get you through those times when you just see no way out. And the only thing that you can do is speak to God. Because speaking to your parents, your friends, your boss, your loved ones, your your brother, anybody else, is just not going to help you through. Because you can always go to God. I know you're thinking, why, but why do I need to pray to God? who is all-knowing, omnipresent, and he sees all. When you actively bring the burdens of your heart to God, you're inviting God in to lead God and direct you through the maze of disappointment and pain. You're signaling to God your desire to change you and that you want to participate in the resolution God has planned for you. God will reveal to you many things during your prayer time. Yes, God speaks back to you when you're in prayer. He speaks back loud and clear. When you develop that prayer life, you, it's, a, it's a two-way street. It's not just a one-way thing where you're just speaking to God. God is speaking back. This is the time you set aside to become one with God, which allows you to better understand what you're going through and how to take action to better your situation. I want you to think about these situations. Luke 18. What if the blind man didn't take time to pray for God? He would still be blind. Mark 7. What if the Syrian woman didn't pray that Jesus get the demon out of her daughter? She would still be demon-possessed. See, here's the thing. Here's the alternative to not praying. Yes, there's another side to not praying. Are you ready for this? 
if you never pray for yourself or others, you're removing yourself from the equation and giving up the chance to know God's plan or what he wants for you. That's big. That's huge. I find this approach extremely dangerous because you are giving room for Satan to fill your head with lies that don't bring the healing or reconciliation you're seeking for you, the person you're praying for, or anyone that may be in struggles that are around you. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to continue this talk about prayer and prayer life. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio. As we return from our break, I want to talk a little bit about what a life of prayer and actions looks like. Matthew 6 and 6 says this, But when you pray, that's all I want to say about Matthew 6 and 6. As a Christian, we are all to pray, young and old. It's not a matter of when. It's not a matter of if you decide to. It says when. It's not, it's not a decision. It's not if. It's, it's you have to pray because you're a Christian, okay? That's all I want to say about that. Ephesians 6 and 18 says this, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Basically, in this situation, the Scripture is telling us, in all occasions, whether good or bad, you need to pray. There's no situation that you should not pray, and there's no occasion that you can't pray. Prayer is a language that you can speak to God, just like you speak to your friend when you're mad, you're happy, you're sad. You speak to people. You, you may even speak to yourself. So why not just speak to God? So keep that in mind. And also, when doing this, you want to pray for the saints. You, you have to pray for them. We have to pray for one another. Now that we know our prayer life should be active, let's talk about things we should pray for. Your prayers are not meant to be selfish and all about you all the time. The people we encounter every day need our prayers, just like you need theirs. Our prayer life unites us with God and connects us to those around us, whether we know them personally or indirectly. Ephesians 6 and 18, again, tells us to pray for all saints. This gives our brothers and sisters in Christ the hope and faith to, to, to continue on their journeys despite their struggles. Matthew 5 and 44 makes it clear that we ought to pray for those who may not be in our inner circles. They may be the hardest to pray for, but Jesus has made it clear that we are to pray for them. This just may be the key to getting some of your selfish prayers answered. I will read this next scripture in its entirety because it, is, it says it perfectly. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I urge you then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone. That's everyone. You don't select who it is. It's for everyone. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. See, the key to our prayers is we want peace. And peace is about getting the things we want. Peace is something that is a byproduct of the things we want. So, in order to get those things that we selfishly want, we must pray for everyone. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were listening to you, and then I asked if any of them had prayed for someone else. I told them I didn't need to know what they prayed about, just if they had taken the time to do it. Some were nodding, others were quiet, and my most outspoken said, yeah, they had prayed, but it didn't seem like their prayer was answered. I explained that when God places on our hearts to pray for others, we may or may not see the manifestation of our prayer. We just have to have faith that God's will will be done in that person's life. If God places it on your heart to pray for someone, like their name or face just pops 
pops up out of nowhere, pray. You don't have to know what you're praying for. Just simply say, God, I pray that you would touch so-and-so in the area that is needed. Let your will be done in their life. Draw them closer to you in Jesus' name. It doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer, but a prayer that lets God know that you care enough to lift that person up, being obedient to him. And sometimes it just might be a person you are not necessarily fond of, but be obedient and pray anyway. Because prayer is our way of communicating with God, it strengthens our relationship with him, and it lets us know that he's there whenever we call. He hears each and every one of our prayers. Proverbs 15, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Keep praying. He's listening. I shared with them also how I prayed for you when you had your motorcycle accident. I prayed from when I got the phone call at work until I was able to see you at the hospital. Now, here's my selfish part. God knew that I wouldn't be able to make it without you. So, boom, here you are. But on a serious note, God had work for you to do. So it wasn't your time yet. I also told them about one of my friends who had called and said she wanted to have lunch with me and my sister. She came over January of 2017 and told us that she had been diagnosed with cancer. I prayed and prayed that God would heal her and work a miracle. But sadly, she passed away six months. I'm sorry, eight months later. Now think about that. My friend made visits to her friends to tell them her devastating news and to spend time with them. She was just that special. Who thinks to go visit friends for a final goodbye lunch? She so she showed so much bravery and was at peace. God used her to show others that while the news was devastating to them, she was at peace. Knowing her, she probably cried when she left, but also prayed for her friends as well. So don't let the situation of another stop you from praying because you are not going to always know what you're praying for. James 5.16 reads, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When you pray, you are not only praying for that person, but in the process, you will be healed. It doesn't say how you will be healed, whether in the physical or the spiritual body, but healing will take place. In summary, there's not much more I need to add to this powerful lesson about the importance of prayer in your life. Prayer is vitally important in the life of a Christian. That includes you. It shows God that we feel safe in going to and talking to him about our every struggle, about the people that may have wronged us, about healing those that are sick and afflicted. I'm sorry to inform you, my young loyal listeners, prayer is more than the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I close by saying the Lord's Prayer is an excellent place to start to develop a healthy, God-centered prayer life. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? 
You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.